For the second time, North Carolina has a second commit in the class of 2023. It's not who the Tar Heels initially thought they'd have, but could Zayden Hyde be a better long-term win for Hubert Davis' program than Gigi Jackson? You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Wednesday, October 19th, 2022. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the only daily North Carolina show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shade. Joining me as he does every Wednesday is the man, Coach Pack Kilby. We want to thank you for making the show your first listen or your first watch every single day. Please don't forget that the show is free and available anywhere you get podcasts, so you can subscribe right now to make sure you don't miss a second of your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Sweat Block. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweat Block. Save 20% with promo code LOCKEDON at sweatblock.com. Also available on Amazon. Pack, I hope you got your deodorant on. I know I've, yep, oh, I got yeah. mine. I'm, I'm oh, doing yeah. good, bro. No, no <laughs> pit stains. We're rocking it. Okay. Folks, welcome into the show. Two pieces of housekeeping before you before we talk about Zayden High. Number one, staying on the recruiting trail. Today, Wednesday, Coach Hubert Davis and Coach Brad Frederick are down visiting Elliot Cadeau, who we talked about on the show on Tuesday, um, uh, down at his high school, Link Academy in Branson, Missouri area. Actually pretty close to both Coach Kilby and myself, just about an hour and a half south of me. I should go down there and pay my respects. That'd be fun. Uh, second thing, something we are over the moon excited about this coming Saturday, there's no football game. So how are you going to fill your Carolina Saturday sports needs? I'll tell you, you can join me and you can join Pat Kilby and we are going to rewatch Carolina's final four victory over Duke. Here's what we're doing there. March madness has the entire game replay on YouTube. So we're all going to start that at the same time. I'll just say three, two, one, play. And so you can start that on one window or device. And then right here on Locked On YouTube, uh, on the Locked On Tar Heels YouTube, Pac and I are going to be discussing the game, breaking it down. We were both there in the building. So we're going to be sharing uh, memories from in the game. And you can join us and chat live and in real time. We're going to have the chat going. It's going to be a live thing, not pre-recorded, and we'd love for you to join us. The only kicker is in order to join the chat and, and actually chat, you have to be subscribed to the channel, so make sure to do that. Also, we're going to do a giveaway during the game for this is a Final Four program in its original wrapping, and so somebody that subscribes to the YouTube channel this week is going to get that giveaway, so we'll do that live on the show while we are going pack. I'm so excited about that. This Saturday, 4.30 Eastern time, 3.30 Central. Uh, make sure you join us, dive in. The video is about an hour and a half. So get some popcorn, get a drink, and get ready to go. Pack, it's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah, it is. I can't wait. But for today, we got to talk about Zayden Hyde. Just committed to North Carolina on Sunday night, uh, just before a basketball game that he played in on ESPN2. Becomes, as I said, Carolina's second commit in the class of 2023, along with Simeon Wiltshire. Pac, why don't you get us going and give us that bio breakdown of our guy Zayden Hyde? 
Yeah, Zayden uh, obviously committed here on Sunday, class of 2023. He's joining um, Simeon Wiltshire as a Tar Heel in that class. Um, Zayden is a power forward slash small forward. So um, most of the sites list him as a power forward. On three actually lists him as a small forward. Hmm. Um, and an interesting note about Zayden, and we'll get into this a little bit more. Zayden was six one going into high school. Um, so he's, I hadn't seen that, dude. Yeah. That's crazy. And uh, his junior or sophomore year, he was six six, and now he's up to six ten. So he's just grown like crazy. So what he does is take his guard skill, and as he's grown basically into a power forward, you see kind of that small forward, power forward hybrid. You can see some of that in his game. That's uh, like Anthony that. Davis's story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very similar. Dude, um, so, I had not seen that. That's blowing my mind right now, Peck. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, so that's why – I think that's why there's kind of that comparison of, a, hey, he's a four, but he's also a three. He's got yeah. a, lot of good, a lot of good guard skill with his, yeah. with his game. Uh, Zayden is from Spring Branch, Texas. His high school is Compass Prep, which is actually in Arizona. Yep, he's uh, moved over there. Yep, that's right. Yep. Uh, so his AAU team is JL3 Elite, which is John Lucas the third. Um, former NBA player, for those of you that don't know. And I believe he was uh, played at Oklahoma State. Um, height is six foot nine, weight 225 pounds. Um, he's a four-star by all accounts on all the rankings um, and evaluation sites. ESPN has him ranked at 60 overall, rivals at 46. 247 is 55, and the composite of 247 has him at 48. Um, Zayton committed to us on October 16th, which was this past Sunday. He chose Carolina over the Texas Longhorns, Michigan, Arkansas, and Villanova. And actually, he canceled his Arkansas visit. So Arkansas right. was set to be his last visit, and he liked it at Carolina so much, he said, nah, I don't even think I want to go. So that's awesome. <laughs> uh, but you can follow Zayden on Twitter at Zay, Z-A-Y-Y, two Ys there. 23-D-E-N. So, Zay, two Ys, 23-D-E-N. Instagram handle is the exact same. I think he's going to have to find a new number once he gets to Chapel Hill, Pack. <laughs> no. I hate to tell you. Hard, is it? <laughs> uh, no. Hey, Zayden, just flip that bad boy around. Get your little 32. You can be the mirror image yeah. of his, his airness. That'd be great. Uh, yeah, Pac, thank you so much for introducing Zayden to us. That's right. Some other really big name schools. Um, and we're going to talk more about his rankings later because there's like, ah, that's to a lot of people, they've, they've reached out and said, that feels kind of low. Why are we so excited? We're going to get to that. Just wait. Just you wait and see, friends. But here's the, here's the big elephant in the room. I just want to address, get out of the way one final time. I, I had mentioned in the cold open that for the second time, Zayden is the second commit in the class of 2023. We know it was Gigi Jackson before him, who is, you know, in some places, number one in the class of 23. Do you believe, Pat Kilby, if Gigi Jackson hadn't decommitted, would Zayden High be a Tar Heel? Ooh, that's actually, that's tough. Um, I'm going to say no. I think um, I would, too. I think I would, and- too. Tell me and why. The reason is, you know, Carolina really didn't pick up on Zayden's recruitment um, until after Gigi decommitted. Um, and part of that was because Gigi decommitted. And part of that is because Zayden kind of blew up 
you know, towards the end of the um, circuit there. So that was kind of a twofold reasoning, but also because Gigi left and because of the way the roster kind of shakes up, which we'll get into a little bit more, there's just more um, reason to believe he'll have early playing time in Chapel Hill. Whereas I don't necessarily think that would have been the case if Gigi would have came. So um, those are my two reasons why I don't think Zayden would have been a Tar Heel had Gigi stayed committed to the Tar Heels. Yeah, I agree with that. And I, I, I teased this in the cold open, but I, I firmly believe, and I've been saying this all summer long, all fall long, Gigi Jackson, as many believe, would have been a one-and-done player, is going to be for South Carolina. Um, Zayden Heyer, Zayden High is likely a multi-year player. Not, not likely. I mean, that's that's more probable than not. And not just multi-year as in two, but could be three or maybe even four. And to me, that is a bigger program win a more long uh, provides more longevity to what Hubert Davis is trying to do the culture he's trying to create um and while it, it's not that it would have been bad hear me not saying that if Gigi had come however like the the ability to have a player in a program where you can as we've so often talked about not just have talent and not just have experience but have experienced talent on your roster Somebody like Zayden High, I firmly believe, is going to provide that in a major way over the course of however many years he is playing basketball in Chapel Hill. As we know, he, and not only just because he's going to be there longer, he's a better shooter. That's what Hubert Davis wants, is people who can get buckets. And we've we've talked about it. Jason Jordan has said it on this show. Zayden High is a better shooter than Gigi Jackson. Unequivocally, no doubt about it. Well, go ahead, Pac. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say, you know, that's been such a winning formula for Carolina in the past that Roy kind of started that. You started to see a shift in our recruiting where, hey, we're not going to go after these one-done guys. We'll go after these guys that are going to be here for a few years. And uh, that's not to say we didn't go after any one-dones, but right. people stuck around. I mean, look at Harrison Barnes. You know, I mean, the success that kids have through our program – with longevity is just it's unmatched so i'm really excited about what zayden brings and that we're going to have him for several years in the Tar Heels uniform man that's good i love that and i want to talk more about that but i want to ask this question why are people so forgive me high on zayden when he's ranked outside the top 40 relatively low for a carolina commit or someone of a blue blood program we're going to try to answer that question right after i tell you more about sweat block chris suffered from excessive underarm sweat for 10 years he was so worried about sweating through his dress shirts that he started tucking maxi pads in his shirt to soak up the sweat until he found sweat block which changed the game for him so thankfully chris was able to fix his problem with sweat block in fact, just the other day, I realized I forgot to put deodorant on. I'm like out running errands. And I was like, dude, I wish I had some kind of better deodorant that kept me going like sweat block, which was created by a doctor to help with his own excessive sweating. It's doctor created and doctor recommended. So if you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try sweat block and save 20% with promo code locked on at sweatblock.com also available on Amazon. 
Okay, Pac, we, we obviously want to talk more about Zayden's game, what he actually does. We're going to do that. But, uh, you know, you talked about some of those rankings. Let me let me get back to those really quick. ESPN 60, Rivals 46, 247, 55. The 247 composite is, is, the, is 48. So all of these are outside the top 40. Um, and so why, why are we so high on a player that's so quote-unquote low? And hear me saying low in quotes because it is a relative term, right? A lot of programs would kill to have a player this high. But when you think about blue bloods at the top of the sport, a lot of the times um, you're looking for players in the teens or maybe even low 20s to be your studs. And yes, you'll fill out the roster with people in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s in terms of ranking. But it, it just seems to me from what I'm hearing, what I'm seeing, uh, from what I'm watching with Zayden's highlights, that he is not uh, somebody that is just that lower caliber. So why is it that we're so high on him? Yeah, well, you know, first of all, and I kind of mentioned this earlier, Zayden's ranking to me is not necessarily indicative of where he actually stands because Zayden kind of blew up towards the end of the um, EYBL circuit and he just caught fire just started mm. shooting the ball well obviously he's grown over the last couple of years like we talked about so to me Zayden's still on the up and up and he has a really really high ceiling um, if you watch his game he hasn't he can really shoot it and he can really do a lot of things well but he hasn't fully developed and grown into his body yet um, because he grew so much so fast and because he's still growing. So um, there's a lot to like about him, and that's why this is huge news for the Tar Heels. Um, and the other piece of this is, guys, uh, this is – rankings are somewhat a shot in the dark. Um, Thank you. Yes. yes. You know who, you know, your top five to ten players are? Sure. Um, but once you get past that, it's almost kind of a crapshoot, and it's a lot about – staff evaluation and Hubert is looking at Zayden he's going this guy fits this is my guy yep yep this guy can shoot the ball well we know we can develop him in this area and this area and this area let's make him a Tar Heel and so guys when you see the 60 that's not indicative of how good this kid is or how good he's going to be he's going to make a really nice player at Carolina there's no question about that in my mind that's absolutely right. And like for one of the things like we, we've heard Jason Jordan compare his shot to Brady Manick, whom obviously you've seen in Noel. And so we're going to talk about that um, in, in just a minute here. But like, let's compare that. You talk about rankings. Pack, if you had to guess, where was Brady ranked on ESPN's top 100 coming out of high school? Yeah, I actually don't remember what he was ranked. I'm going to guess... 94. He wasn't. He was outside of ESPN's top 100. He wasn't on that list. He was 117 at 247 Sports. But this is the, I say that because this is the guy that we're comparing Zayden High to to say, boy, if only he could be like Brady Manick. And so as we're having a conversation about him being so low, uh, he is light years ahead of Brady Manick's ranking at the same stage in his career. So, uh, let's not, as as Pac has already said, let's not get so caught up in the in the details and the rankings, and let's just see what can this kid do on the court and how does he fit, as you've said, 
Coach Davis's program at Carolina. With that in mind, let's talk about what he can do. Peck, Zayden High could play in college already right now because of this skill. Well, Zayden is an elite shooter, so I'm going to go ahead and say shooting. Uh, particularly, he fits into Carolina's system because of how well he can pick and pop and he mm. can um, stretch the defense. Yeah, absolutely. And and you think about how he's going to match up with some of these stud backcourt players, whether RJ is still around, whether Seth Trimble's there, obviously coming in with Simeon. Like he's going to de- – like that pick and pop game, we saw it so often last year with, say, RJ and RJ Davis and Brady Manick for example, or RJ or Caleb and Armando and and that mid-range, like, come on with that. Let him uh, rack up in that regard, as it were. And you love that. So uh, continuing with the idea of some of his strengths, what is it that sets Zayden High apart from other talent his age? Well, to me, it's his, you know, not only his ability to shoot, but he's got length, he's got athleticism, he's got size he does a lot of things really well so um, I think it's just his ability to um, it's just a lot of things but he can rim run he can shoot he can guard multiple positions um, and those are things that are going to develop over time but he just has a lot of skill sets that fit what we want to do really well and listen I want to talk about for a guy that has grown from 6'1 to 6'9 ish over the past three years or whatever it is the ability to handle the ball and and what you do uh, with that at, at 6'1. Now, listen, I, I know I am a good bit shorter than you, but as a guy who never saw six foot something in front of his height, uh, I, I know what it means to have to learn to handle the ball well in order to play. And he clearly has had to do that. And I know in some ways you're like a giraffe on ice skates as you grow and, and learn your body a little bit, but inevitably Zayden's going to continue to have those ball handling skills. But as he grows, I think that's going to, I'm really curious to see what that translates into for him in terms of being a passer. Carolina's had great success um, with big to big passing and some other stuff. And I think he could slide right into being in that mold. So, Pack, I want to flip to the other side, and um, inevitably, even, even these high-level recruits have parts of their game that they need to work on. So, a- as we've read and watched and, and thought about Zayden High, what um, would, would stop him from playing in college at this point? Yeah, so to me, his defensive role is a little bit unclear, and the reason mm. I say that is because there's kind of this question mark if Armando Baycott's going to be playing in the UNC uniform next year. So, um, and what I mean by that is, what does that look like for Carolina? Does it look like Zayden and Jalen defending a five-man? Um, and if that's the case, then Zayden's got to improve in that role. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's got to be able to, to beef up and bulk up and be able to bang around and, and rebound and not get pushed under. And so that's something. But also, if He's guarding more on the perimeter, which almost everybody does now because of ball screens. But um, he's going to have to get – he's and don't get me wrong, guys, he's athletic, uh, but just where he can continue to grow into his body and be able to guard multiple positions effectively. Yes. Um, and I think that's something that will come over time. Um, but 
how quickly will that come? I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. And and let's remind people of the point you just made about his athleticism. We've talked about this before. Everybody that's at this level is a better athlete than Joe Schmo and you and I. But even within that, there are different levels of athleticism. And at least right now, I would not classify Zayden High as like elite top level top level athleticism. And so he makes up for a lot of that with his basketball IQ and his court savvy and getting to the right spot at the right time and all these kind of things. And uh, we're, we're even going to see some of that as we talk about his player comparisons here in just a little bit. And so while, while that uh, speed um, and his ability to move around the, on the court might be a little bit of a deficit for him, it's not going to be that big of a deal because he makes up for it in other ways. So here's the big question that everyone's wondering. Now that Zayden High has committed, just how many scholarships will Hubert Davis have to play with for the 2023 class and the 2023-24 roster? Well, luckily for all of you, we're really good at math and we're going to help you figure it out right after I tell you more about LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs, which helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's incredibly easy to create a free job post, so why not give it a try? Add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right experience and skills so that you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and ultimately hire. You want to finish the year strong and the right new hire can help you do just that. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Again, that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So, Pack, this brings us to our final segment. What does Zayden's high commitment mean for the class of 2023 and the 2023-24 roster. So let me just talk us through the scholarship math a little bit. For those who aren't aware, each season you have 13 scholarships that you can hand out one-year commitments. Um, two players are definitely gone off of this year's team. Leaky Black, Pete Nance have exhausted their ability. So that's two scholarships available down to 11. Players that are seniors that are probably gone, assuming they do what people do when they graduate, Armando Baycott and Justin McCoy, although both of them do have an extra year of COVID availability. However, for this exercise right at the beginning here, let's pretend they're gone. That's four scholarships available. Rising seniors next year would be RJ Davis, Puff Johnson, and Caleb Love. For this exercise, I'm going to pretend like RJ and Puff come back and that Caleb leaves. So that's one more available. That's five scholarships of the 13 available. Rising juniors would be DeMarco Dunn, Dontrez Styles. Let's say they both stay. Rising sophomores, Tyler Nickel, Will Shaver, Seth Trimble, Jalen Washington. Let's assume they all stay. And so that means in, in the highest likelihood, you've got eight returning players and five free scholarships. Now, uh, keep in mind the, the class that Caleb, RJ, and Puffer in is the last class that has that extra year of COVID availability. 
Um, and also that those scholarships, if anybody comes back, so like this year, Leaky Black and Pete Nance both count against scholarship numbers now as they hadn't before this year. So eight returners, five scholarships available in, in the way I'm drawing this exercise up. Obviously, these two freshmen coming in, Simeon Wilcher and Zayden High, will take two of those. So you're down to three. Three scholarships available, 10 used is what we're looking at. So that means if Armando Baycott leaves, if Caleb Love leaves, if Justin McCoy leaves, and obviously the two guys who don't have any eligibility left will leave, and everyone else stays, you're looking at three scholarships you have to play with. Pack at this point, if you're Hubert Davis, and that's your scenario, you're looking at three scholarships to play with, are you messing with any more high school players? Are you saying, we got our two, and the, the transfer portal's been good to me, and I'm going to dip into that well again for these other three scholarships? Looking at what Coach Davis is doing in the 2024 class, yeah, I'm going to guess that he's going to hit the transfer portal hard and get some uh, veteran leaders on the team, you know, some of those super senior guys um, for that last year and bring them in so they're one-year guys and then bring in a heavy load in the 2024 class. Yes. That's my guess. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. When you look at the recruiting board, as you just alluded to, Pac, there's a ton of offers out there in 2024. We've already got one on the board with Drake Powell, and you got to imagine uh, several more of those will take him up on those offers. And so I like your thought of not underclassmen transfers, but upperclassmen transfers who would only have a year or two of eligibility left. I think that makes a lot of sense. Obviously, as you've already alluded to earlier in the show, that calculus changes a lot if Armando Baycott comes back because it solves just about any problem you might have. Because when we look at the makeup of the roster, let's let's look backcourt, wings, frontcourt. Backcourt would be R.J. Davis, Seth Trimble, Simeon Wilcher, DeMarco Dunn. Wings would be Puff Johnson, Dontrez Styles, and Tyler Nickel. And then the front court would just be Jalen Washington, Zayden High, and Will Shaver. And when I look at that and I say, where do I need help? What do you see, Pac? You need a true five. You need, you, you know, you need you need that big body that quite frankly, the system has kind of been tailored to. Uh, yeah. You know, because Armando is our most important player. Um, he's got, you know, the system is just kind of tailored that way. So Either we would have to make a system change to an extent or we need to fill that spot with Armando coming back or another big guy. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And obviously there's also the piece where Justin McCoy could come back. And, and that's another thing. I don't I don't think that is as beneficial, but obviously he would be, um, you know, a great role player on the team. And there's the possibility that other players leave that we don't expect to um, either through transfer or they just Maybe Puff Johnson just goes absolutely wacky this year. Who knows? You know, I, I don't foresee that happening. But then he uh, pieces out or RJ suddenly grows five inches and now he's a lottery pick because his skill set would allow him to do that. So we'll have to wait and see. But that's that's what Pac and I are predicting is that you're going to have three-ish scholarships, give or take, available left for next season's roster. And yeah, I, I think we are in big agreement that uh, that's going to go to uh, 
upperclassmen transfer portal players, quite specifically and particularly if Armando's gone, a traditional big five who can just fill up the lane and do similar stuff to what Armando Baycott does. Another part of that calculus would be if any of those 2024 guys that you talked about, Pack, decide to reclassify and that they want to come, I don't think Coach Davis is going to say no to that either. Um, so when we look at some comps uh, for Zayden High, let's get back to specifically talking about him. We've kind of looked at what his commitment means for the roster, but let's get back to him now a little bit. If you had to compare him to a UNC player, current or former, who would it be? Um, I would compare him to Brady Manning. Um, and you guys, we've all we've alluded to in the past. I'm close with Brady, and I see a lot of similarities between Brady and Zayden. I think they both have high motors. I think that um, they both have a nice release, a quick release, good yeah. solid form. Both of them good free throw shooters. Um, where I think they differ a little bit is I think Zayden's more athletic. I think he's got yeah. a much higher ceiling defensively. Yes, uh, I, I agree. But they certain certainly remind me of each other offensively, and they have similar profiles as as far as um, height and weight go. Yeah, absolutely. Zayden just needs to grow the beard. I want to yeah. see a Zayden <laughs> high Brady manic beard. That would be awesome. Um, someone reached out on uh, I think it was on a YouTube comment. I'm, forgive me uh, if you're watching or listening, and and this was you. I I didn't write your name down and I should have, I always like to be able to shout people out, but somebody compared Zayden high to Jalen Wilson, who is going to be Kansas probably best player, if not top two or three this year, uh, six, eight, two just, just a guy that is not, you don't think about him as being like elite athleticism, but I mean, this is what Bill Self does with guys. And I think it's a lot what Hubert Davis can do with guys. It's what Roy Williams did is just bring some, um, people in who are just stud basketball players who just know what to do. And so um, Jalen Wilson had a bit of a down year last year. However, I think he's going to have a tremendous 2022-23 season. I think that's a good one as well. What about an NBA comp for, for people that might uh, be a little more dialed into NBA stuff? Who would you compare Zayden High's makeup to? Going back real quick to Jalen Wilson. Uh, yeah, do it. He had a he may have had a down year. He had a pretty good national championship game. <laughs> yes, I wasn't gonna say it. Okay, fine. Yes, I'll give him his props. He had a he had a good national championship game. He absolutely if, did. If Zayden High turns out to be as good as him, we'll be fortunate for sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. As far as NBA comps go, um, the best thing I could come up with because I and I'll just be honest, I didn't see anyone that I thought, oh, that's exactly who Zayden is. I but agree. someone who reminds me of Zayden is Kyle Kuzma. I think they mm -hmm. have similar profiles as far as height and weight. And they really remind me of each other because Kyle can kind of play that 3-4. And Zayden's that way too. And they both stretch the floor really well. They both um, maybe a little bit underrated as dribblers, passers, rebounders. So um, I really like that comparison for him. But yeah. nonetheless, that's not exactly who Zayden is. Yes. No, I, I hear you saying that. He's a Kuzma's a wizard this year, isn't he? He is, yeah. Man, that's great. Bounced around a little bit now. Yeah. NBA started off last night, Tuesday night. They uh 
Warriors got those rings. Man, good stuff there. And uh, if you're watching, obviously, you know who has won those games. I believe the Warriors and who are they playing? The Lakers? They're playing Lakers. as we record right now. Yeah. I have no idea what the score is, but I'm guessing and the Warriors are going to win that one. Go ahead. Justin Jackson is a Boston Celtic. That's right. And they won yeah, tonight on, uh, on Tuesday night. Who yep. did they play? They played the 76ers. and 76ers, an that's right. Overtime win. So Way to go. I don't think – love that. Sorry. Well, listen, we we have run pretty long on time here, Pac, but any any final words you have about Zayden High that you'd like to share? Yeah, I just – man, I'm, I'm excited about this young man, the fact that he wants to be a Tar Heel. Uh, that's, right. that's been a staple of Hubert Davis's recruiting, uh, that he, he's going to get guys that want to be here. Um, he came on his visit. He didn't waste any time. He loved it. Um, he canceled his other visits. He committed quickly, and um, he's excited to be a Tar Heel. We're excited to have him. I think he's going to make a nice player. Agreed. And I, I've had I've been fortunate enough to have a few interactions with his family on Twitter and some family friends, and it just seems like he's got a great support system around him. And and I know that doesn't make or break somebody, but it's just it's so nice for a young man to be able to have that support, encouraging him and spurring him on. And so. Um, going to be really neat to get to know the high family and not just Zayden. And so to welcome them all in as Tar Heels. Well, folks, that does it for Pat Kilby and I. Please don't forget to join us on Saturday for our final four rewatch. It's going to be awesome. And we can't wait to share it with you. Coming up tomorrow, I'm going to be able to unpack the AP Top 25 preseason. You know, Carolina's number one in that, as well as the ACC preseason awards came out. So we're talking about all of it. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Heels. You can follow Pack at Coach underscore K23. And you can follow me at Isaac Shade. Get more on the ACC by making Locked on ACC your second listen of the day. Host Candace Cooper and the local experts of Locked on take you around the conference in 30 minutes, five days a week. For those of you watching, please don't forget to subscribe, smash the like button, leave some great comments, your thoughts on Zayden High, and hit that bell so you get a notification every time a new episode drops. Thanks so much for spending part of your Wednesday hanging out with us because we want to remind you that it is always a great day to be a Tar Heel. All right, folks, until tomorrow, this is Isaac Shade for Pat Kilby saying peace.